So we're here to talk about Google Classroom. Who's here? I'm Kathleen Schaefer. Elizabeth Armstrong. Jen Anderson. And I'm Kevin. So here we are to talk about the brand new year and how to get your Google Classroom up to speed. If you've been using Google Classroom, you probably have a lot of old classes. We'll talk about what you can and should do with those, about how to get new things started for the year. We'll talk about some of the new features that are available in Classroom, either new in general or maybe just new to you. And then we'll talk about some upcoming features that Google has announced that we don't know when it's actually going to be here. So, I'm a teacher. I've been using Google Classroom. What do I do first to get ready for the next year? Well, you want to archive your last year's classes, but before you do, you want to return all the assignments within those classes because that gives the ownership back to the student. So I just go into each of the assignments and I just click return if I haven't already done that. Correct. Okay. Okay. Then what? I would say after you archive your old classes, um, start new ones for the year and use the year 2019-2020 in your title to help you stay organized. Why, why shouldn't I just copy last year's classes or, or just rename it? I mean, I've got all the stuff there already, right? Why, why not just do that? So best practice says you should always create a new one so that it doesn't conflict with um, data and assignments in um, the corresponding Google Drive. So best practices say to always start the year with new classes. Okay. And by the way, if you don't know how to archive your old classes, it's just the three dots on the main page where all your classes show up. And so if I archive them, can I still get back to them later? I mean, I've got all the, all the assignments and announcements and all the stuff that I did last year. I don't want to lose all of that. Should I, should I still archive them? You can archive them. It's safe. You can get back to your archived classes easily in settings. Okay. And actually, one of the great features of Google Classroom is that you can reuse old posts. So if you archive your classes, you always have access to any of the assignments or anything you've ever posted before and can just reuse them in your new class so you don't have to recreate the wheel. Well, that seems pretty good. Okay, I'm, I'm on board for that. So when you're setting up your new classes for this year, you want to make sure that in, in the settings, in the gear on the top right, that you... Um, turn off comments in the stream for students. Um, if you haven't taught that skill yet, you want to make it so it says teachers can only post comments in the stream. And later on, after you've taught that skill of commenting, you can go ahead and turn it on. So I don't want to start the year probably with all of my students able to broadcast anything they want to everyone in the class, right? Correct. Yeah, that's, I can see where that could be a problem. And another thing to remember is um, what happens if you start getting all of these email notifications? What should we do? Well, um, we would use um, the other settings. Um, so if you're looking at the screen, it's the top left-hand horizontal three lines, mm -hmm. and then scroll to the bottom to that gear is where you would find turn off email notifications. And one thing that's nice is that 
it, it this might be new to you as well is that it used to be that email notifications was an all or nothing thing you could either have them all on or all off now there's different kinds of notifications you can select what kinds of things you want if any of them and then uh, you can turn off the others so they've given you a little bit more control over that and by the way we'll have pictures and screenshots and instructions and all this on the show notes for this because I know it's kinda hard as we're describing the three dots up here and the three lines over there and the gear box we'll show all of that on our on our show notes so what are some new features for classroom that teachers may or may not be familiar with as uh, as we go into the new year well one thing um, that's fairly new is that you can in the stream now you can move a topic up to the top you can't move it around within stream but if you want to move something to the top you can now do that okay. so that's kind of a, a nice feature they've added i think not new but a good organizational strategy is to utilize the topics feature in google classroom and there's a lot of great advice around that um, i've seen teachers organized by week and their topic is the the name of the week week one week two sort by unit sort by specific subject or topic or even by file type. Okay. So I would recommend utilizing your topics, kind of build out your structure at the beginning of the year to help students navigate. Again, it, it helps to organize classroom. Again, classroom is not, it, it, it's not as gonna, going to be as organized as a full learning management system, but they've added some things like topics and like pin uh, uh, move to top that will allow you to do some kind of, of organization. One thing that I have seen, though, is that sometimes if you're filtering by topic and I'm just clicking on the topic so I can just see that one topic, sometimes I forget. And then I'm like, wait a minute, where did all my other stuff go? Hold on. It's not all it's all it's all gone. Um, and so I have to remember to unfilter so that I can um, so that I can see everything again. So, OK, topics is good. What else is new? Well, there's a new tab now on top for grades. Okay. And so if you are putting your grades into Classroom, it will show on that new tab. Okay. Everybody always asks, will these grades go into Aries? And Google Classroom is promising some sync with student information systems, including Aries, but I'm going to be very, very hesitant about that because I will believe that when I see it. Um, there's always the thing where uh, Google is promising it's going to work and then it doesn't work because of the way we have things set up or for other reasons. So that's not something I'm going to count on yet. If it does work, we will obviously turn it on ASAP so the teachers can use it. But um, I would be kind of cautious about that. Who uses quizzes in classroom? So many teachers that I know of at least. Um, and what's really cool now, and it's been around for a little while now, is the locked browser for quizzes in classroom. So if you create a quiz using Google Forms, either within the classroom or outside of the classroom, the Google Classroom, um, if you assign it through classroom, you now will have the option to lock the browser. So if you're using a Chromebook, so students have to be on a Chromebook, 
um, and they have to be in Google Classroom for this to work, but then they won't be able to open up other tabs and play around instead of taking the quiz like they're supposed to be. One thing I would like to talk about is from the student perspective is that if a student is in their classroom home window and they see that teachers from last mm -hmm. year or previous years have not archived their class, students can go on that class where the class name is. There's three dots to the right of the class name and they can unenroll from that class to help them stay a little bit more focused and organized. Also, they will see a new window pop up in their assignments under classwork. They've kind of streamlined that now, mm. so students just have a turn in. It's a lot easier to see, and I've seen a lot mm. of students using that new feature, um, and I didn't even know it was there. Great. And the last new feature that we know of that is available that we want to talk about is where Google Classroom is trying to get in on Flippity's business because the uh, if you're familiar with Flippity, you know that it one of the things it can do is a name picker, is a random name picker. Uh, Classroom now has a random name picker on its mobile apps. So if you're using your phone or a tablet and the Classroom app in there, you can do a random selection from your class. And so if you want to do cold calling or select people to present at random, you can do that. It doesn't have all of the features that Flippity does. It doesn't have uh, groupings and it doesn't have the cool spinny wheel, but you know you can't have everything. And I would imagine that that will be coming to the the desktop, the computer version of Classroom soon, but you know who knows. So that's a new thing. And if you've never used Flippity, you don't have to worry about it because it's a new student selector and it works on Android and iOS. Yeah. So there are some new things coming that Google has announced. Um, and uh, one of them is rubrics. Yes. So rubrics, um, if you are in beta, some, of the, some teachers I know have already been able to use it and are really excited about it because now if you do use rubrics, it's now right there in Google Classroom. You don't have to attach anything. There's some great extensions and add-ons that, that do rubrics for you, but this will make it a lot easier to use right within Google Classroom. I don't know when that's going to be launched for everyone yet. Um, I actually am not even a beta teacher, so I haven't even gotten to use it. Mm -hmm. But I've heard really good things about it. There's also an originality report that is coming. So Google is going to be, uh, an option would be for, uh, for you to scan students' submissions for work that has been taken from other places. I don't know exactly what those other places are. I don't know how well it's going to work. Uh, Turnitin, we have Turnitin in our district for secondary, but we don't have that for elementary. So this might be something that elementary teachers would want to use. Um, again, it's not something that we know when it's going to be there. So that's something that is coming that Google has announced. And, um, and we don't know when it may show up. And if we do, and, and when it does, we don't know how well it's going to work. Turnitin has had a long, long time to revise and uh, refine their program, um, so it'll be interesting to see what Google comes up with. What else do we want to say about Google Classroom? Anything? We've covered kind of workflow for the beginning of the year. We've covered what are some new or new to you 
features, and we've given a little bit of preview about what might be coming at some point in the future. Well, what we what we didn't mention is that it really allows for differentiation now. You can give certain assignments to certain kids um, and other assignments to other kids, and that wasn't possible when I first started using Google Classroom. So um, it really is a, a great tool for your classroom and um, makes your workflow flow. <laughs> when we find out more about Google Classroom and we find out new things, they've been improving this every year since they introduced it. When we find out more, we will let you know. But until then, uh, stay off of Via Fabricante and uh, we're out. First, like, first and last, or, or sure. however it makes you, or, you, makes know, you happy. Former science teacher elementary, or... I don't know see, if we need to do I that. See, I'm, I just, get to the recipe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jump to recipe. <laughs>